That's awesome. I like, you like my Christmas lights. Yeah, that was pretty good. I feel like it works for our Christmas episode. So definitely, I should have thought of something like that. I usually put them on my like little mini tree that's like two feet tall. Oh yeah. Oh, we actually have one of those. I should have grabbed it. Instead, I'm doing more spooky because, like, I have a candle and there's a salt (laughs) lamp over there, and well, then that's it. I mean, that accounts. Perfect. Accounts. Yes. Um, Yes. Yes. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to I don't remember what episode number this is, but it's whatever one it is. This is our Christmas spectacular. It's peculiar pairings, by the way. That's where we, do we, yeah, we, we talk about weird stories and history and stuff, and we eat weird things. And uh, my name is yes. Matt. I'm Celine. Thanks for joining us today. Yeah. Yeah. And, I think uh, we're on episode 10. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's double digits. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so kind of fitting that this is our Christmas episode, episode number 10. Yeah, yeah it's it's like a, I did write it down. Nice. It's like a gift to ourselves and to the world. It is. I yeah. mean, I don't know if our food and drink pairing is necessarily a gift. Eh, the, I, I did do a test drink of it on like Tuesday or Wednesday night. And uh, it was a bit rough. Um, but this one has worked out a little better, and we'll we'll get into that in just a second. But I I was surprised because um, I've done a, a a few other podcasts and like had ideas for them. The longest running we ever did, I think, was six episodes. <laughs> so this feels like quite Dang. a while. Yeah, Good for us, we did it. Yeah, yeah, two double digits, and now we only have ninety more to go to reach three digits. <laughs> Hey, I definitely have enough topics to get us Really? Wow, okay. Yeah, I do. I Well, I have like a running list and whenever someone tells me something and I'm like, oh, actually, I need to look into that more. I write it down on my phone. Yeah. And I'm like, remember this for later and then add it like somewhere in the sheet that I have. My problem is I really want to try to write like a book or like an idea for a movie or something. And so I will write down notes as they come to me, even when I'm at work or even like if I'm, if I'm sleeping, I'll wake up and like have an idea for something, but I never write them in the same fucking place. So I have to like <laughs> bounce between three different services or like, like sticky notes, notes everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah. A bunch of digital sticky notes that I need to yes. try to compile, but, but wow. Number 10. That's amazing. I feel like. You did it. I'm proud like, of yeah. us. Me too. Yeah. I'm, I'm I'm nervous because now it feels like we're we're in it. You know, there's no going back now. Oh no, there's not. We we can't go back. Exactly. We, we cannot go back. No. So what yeah. is our topic for this week? Our topic is Christmas. We're gonna yeah, we're gonna is- just talk about the history. I as I was writing, I'm like, there's no way I could do this like our Halloween episode where it's like we got the history and then we got traditions because oh, it's right would be like a three-hour episode and I'm like I cannot do that to everyone I could do a three-parter but we we could I'm like we could do like a two-parter or something but I'd rather save that for I think something like maybe a little more like true crimey yeah to do like a two-parter or you can really like dig into the meat dig into stuff which I have a few like I might do that for all right that sounds cool 
Well, in the spirit of Christmas, really more hot, the, the season, I think, like wintry stuff. Uh, I guess, well, I guess the drink is what I have called the, uh, the red velvet, um, oh God, what did I call it? The red velvet candy cake tail. Makes perfect sense, rolls off the tongue. It's basically just peppermint schnapps and red velvet Baileys. Yeah, I struggled to find Red Velvet Baileys, so I have oh, no. two drinks. Ooh. I just have a thing of peppermint schnapps with like, and I just put candy canes in it. Oh my God. That's so like extra pepperminty. Yeah. And then I did going back to our, um, oh gosh, I'm trying to remember the episode. Is it eggnog? No, it's... um. The Bell Witch, that's what it was, with the... Oh, the witch, uh, yeah. Tea. So I did, like, black tea and uh, chocolate cherry Baileys. Oh, there you go. All right. Just... Making do. Because just at the store, I was there with Gabriel, and I was like, they don't have red velvet. What's the closest thing? <laughs> like... <laughs> chocolate all i have is chocolate cherry we're going with chocolate cherry that's it and like that was the decision nice well now that gives me an idea for another one at some point we have to do like chocolate covered cherry with baileys yes. a lot of bailey drinks on this freaking thing that's fine i'm fine <laughs> with that i like baileys so i do too it's uh it's pretty good uh, Hashtag the, sponsorship, Bailey's. Yeah. Bailey's sponsor us. Yeah, we're we're Please? we're ready. We're ready for it. Yeah, we've got the fan base. Clearly, we're ready for a sponsorship. <laughs> hey, um, considering that we've we've got a pretty decent amount of people listening stateside, and then we got a few international listeners. So that is impressive. Shout out to you guys. We're happy. I mean, we're happy for all of our listeners. But thanks for. Being I like that we're we're reaching farther somehow. Honestly, I thought our only listener was going to be you when you were editing stuff. So, I mean, like any other people nope. is good. <laughs> nope. No, I, I can tell you, I don't know anyone in Kentucky and we got a listener there, which. That is so weird. But on you. Well, I'll tell you what, I like this show. This is a good show right here. You all heard about this one? They drink a lot of Baileys. I don't get it. Oh, they're not going to like this one then. Because our, our pairing with the drink, is, boy, I hope that wasn't offensive. I don't even know if that's their actual. I, I actually don't know. I'm sure it's fine. But the, uh, the pairing for this week is felt appropriate for the season, which is uh, snowballs. Just the hostess yeah. snack cakes, their chocolate cake with a little bit of, of uh, cream in the middle and, and coconut frosting on the top, little shavings. And they're only, I don't know if you were ever a connoisseur of the snowballs, but there's, there's usually pink ones and white ones. I was yeah. going to get, I was going to get a pack of each and do kind of a, a sort of color collage sort of thing, but I could only find the pink ones. I went to multiple stores yeah. and, uh, and gas stations and I only found the pink ones, but oh well. I only found the pink ones. And this is actually the first time like I've ever had them. Yeah. Like, oh, ever? Oh, yeah God. it's oh well, i mean my parents didn't like buy them so right well and, and if, you're, if you're not into hostess style treats um yeah i think might be a bit of a letdown i think they're like i feel like hostess stuff it's like okay it's 
I don't know why I like expect <coughs> it to wow me every time. And then I'm like yeah. underwhelmed. <laughs> which, like my expectations are clearly way too high. I can't since... help. I can't help thinking that it's one of those things where everyone always talks about how McDonald's fries used to be even better because they were like fresh grated potatoes, presumably or mm -hmm. uh, supposedly with actual lard and then a certain kind of salt or something. And it was, they were just like mind-blowingly delicious. I, yeah. I get the feeling that hostess treats are similar. Like, cause I've heard that Twinkies like 50 years ago were even better than they are today. And they're still pretty good. So we got the hostess snacks and <clears throat> our yeah, red velvet candy cane drink. Yeah, we got our snowballs and our candy canes. Let's dive into some Christmas. Christmas time is here. That makes mm -hmm. me think of the Whoville song, but I can't remember any of the <laughs> The, like, mm -hmm. the gibberish one? Mm -hmm. Where they're, like, all around the train. Ah, food. Yeah, there it is. Sorry, want to Welcome eat some Oh, yeah. And then the <laughs> Grinch is like, those little pieces of shit, they're not sad. How is this possible? I don't know why he's suddenly so very British, but anyway. <laughs> I mean, I feel like he could be a cranky British man. If, yeah, like a, a, a good villain is always British. That's the true. Bloody who's down in Whoville? Who do they think they who are? <laughs> so my sources for today are Wikipedia, history.com, and whychristmas.com. Sweet. So a little short list. Didn't even know that so was a Christmas is also known as Christ's Mass, Midwinter by the Anglo Saxons, Nativity from Latin of Nativitas. Oh, um, I, I guess I didn't realize that was essentially a word for Christmas. I, I'm yeah, obviously which, familiar with the Nativity scene, but I didn't realize that Nativity itself was like a reference to like the holiday. Yeah, which, I mean, and then when you know that in Spanish, Christmas is Navidad, oh, that sounds my. like way more similar. And you're like, oh, that makes sense. <laughs> I was going to say, all these years, I never put that together. Yep. And then there's also <clears throat> Xmas, Kristen right. Mass, and Noel. So some of those I'm, I've never heard of. Yeah, never Noel. Kristen Mass. Noel has always kind of confused me because I never understood what it meant. It, it's like, French. Ah, <clears throat> oh, wait. So, like, oh. I know that from taking French in high school, where, um, like, a lot of songs, like, Le Joyeux Noël, so, like, Joyous oh, yeah. Noël, Joyous Christmas. I wonder why that has become such a common thing, because it seems like the primary language of Christmas, so to speak, is, like, Italian-based. Well, with the Vatican and everything, it, it seems odd that, like, a prominent French term would would yeah it's i think just because it sounds pretty it does sound pretty i will say it that. does sound pretty -er. and it's quicker it's shorter noel noel yeah it is celebrated on the 25th of december as both a religious and a secular holiday so you know for us <laughs> heathens out there yeah christmas time baby yes. time to get some presents lots of ham mm. oh yeah all the stuff. So it is also commonly celebrated as the birth of Jesus Christ, which 
It's kind of <laughs> controversial. <laughs> I was say, yeah, depending on who you ask. Depending on who you ask, most people don't actually know when Jesus was born. Oh, yeah. That is widely debated, Ooh. which we will get into in a little bit. Perfect. Yes. So centuries before Jesus was born, people did celebrate Christmas and they celebrated the solstice. I'm sorry. I got to check in just real quick. Before Christ, people celebrated Christmas. They celebrated like a version of Christmas, not oh. Christmas itself and called Okay, it gotcha. <laughs> Hence your inclusion yes. of the solstice. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sorry. It was more of a solstice winter celebration gotcha. than it okay. was Jesus has been born and he died for our sins. Hi guys, I'm Christ. It's, yeah. It's, it's every it's other days. part of Christmas. Without exists, Jesus. Basically. Oh, okay. It's Christmas without Jesus. Don't, hey, don't worry. America is heading towards that direction again, and a lot of people are angry about it. We can't. I know. Their There's a war on Christmas, Dan. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, all right. Yeah, I mean, you can have your Christmas and Jesus too. You just, but they don't have, you, they're not necessarily the same. It's not like mutually exclusive. Right. Yeah, you can have Christmas without necessarily there being Christ but you can have yeah. your Jesus pal in there as well. Yeah. No when. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Christmas is a holiday that is celebrated both religiously and culturally among billions of people across the world each year. Billions of people celebrate this holiday. Billions upon billions. It is considered a public holiday in most countries. And it is celebrated by both Christians and non-Christians. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of an anomaly for like what can be considered a religious holiday for people who aren't religious to also celebrate it. For sure, yeah. It's become just so secularized and like commercialized that everyone gets yes. into it. Which I mean, that's kind of how Christmas is generally, but yeah, we will get into that more. Yay. So popular customs for the holiday are gift giving, advent calendars, Christmas music, caroling, exchanging Christmas cards, being in or setting up a nativity scene, Christmas decorations. Being in. I forgot that people did stagings of the nativity scene. Like live nativity the scenes where they're all just like sitting there yeah. mm -hmm. being really still. Hey guys, we're going to do I the nativity do Saturday night for three hours. So get your knee pads ready, dress warm. Ooh. It's going to be 30 below, but we're doing oh it God. for God. So get out. Doing and, this for Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, we love you. Look, <laughs> yeah, Give one up for Jesus. Yeah. We love you. I feel God. like football players do that where they do like the pointing up and they're like, yeah, <laughs> score that touchdown for you, God. That was for you, Jesus. You see that pass? You see that pass? That was for you, Jesus. I love you. He was there with me. He was in my sneakers. <laughs> There's also setting up the Christmas tree, or as Grandpa always called it, Oten and Bum. Oh, yeah. For those two. As well as, yep, as well as mistletoe and holly. And having notable figures such as Santa, also called Saint Nick and Chris Kringle, and Krampus in the German tradition. Yeah, it's a compass. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, he, you better campus. be a good. Yeah, you better be good. Or Krampus is gonna come kick your ass, coming after you. I thought he abducted you. I was gonna say I believe I haven't looked into it a lot, but I believe there are multiple versions. Raining on sort of almost like pranking bad kids all the way to abducting and eating them. So yeah, yeah. We'll we'll do an episode on Krampus, I think, next year. Yes. Yeah. Just because I do want to get like Christmas under our belts first and then sure. go into like Santa and Krampus and yeah, get our some of those wet. more people type figures. Creations. Versus Not like the holiday history. Right, right, yeah. I got Because those should definitely be their own episodes in their own writing. Well, I'm excited. I'm now I'm sad I have to wait a year. But I, I definitely want to hear more about Krampus. Oh, trust me, I do too. Yeah. The first recorded Christmas celebration was in Rome in December. Wow. On 336 AD, so at least 300 years after Jesus died. Mm -hmm. Hmm. So. They certainly took their sweet time. I they, mean, they really did. I mean, come, come on, on. guys. Yeah, it, it takes 300 years before you can celebrate Jesus's birthday. Come on. Come on. Come on. Which that is actually our next little big point is the traditional Christmas narrative, which is the nativity of Jesus. Aww. So as stated in the New Testament, specifically in the books of Luke and Matthew, that is when the story of Jesus first starts in the little town of Bethlehem, which yeah. as I'm sure many of us know the story, Jesus was born of the Virgin Mary. They went to the town of Bethlehem. There was no room at the inn. He was born in the stable. Yeah, pretty basic story. It's your average coming of age tale, you know. It really is. Quick shout out to all my brethren Matthews out there. Much love. <laughs> oh i can't do that with my name as much you yeah your name i i don't know if if celine shows up in the bible or not but it should damn it it definitely does not from what i oh definitely <laughs> definitely does not i have never seen my name in a bible so well we can't I, all be god's gift no we can't we cannot which, which is the hebrew translation of matthew just saying which I was going to say, which is you, obviously. Goddamn right. You were included. I was not. <laughs> yeah, I was Not chosen. <laughs> I was chosen to be the gift to the people. And I think I'm living up to it. You're welcome, God. I, th I think you're doing a good job. Thanks. The actual birth of Jesus is not known, as I stated earlier. It is a hot topic for historians since it's not stated in the Bible. Nobody really knows. Yeah, yeah. Well, Some shit, people, it took the Romans 300 years just to decide on a day, so. I know. It took them 300 years just to figure it out. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, it takes you 300 years just to figure out, not even necessarily when he was born, but just a day to celebrate. Like, look, we like this yeah. Jesus guy, but when do we do it? When do we do this? When do we celebrate? Like, what? when is that first? Then we'll we figure need to out figure, this. yeah. Yeah, we don't need to be specific. We don't need to be accurate. We just need a day. Yeah. So a lot of people believe that he was born in either May or April, okay. which 
is actually closer to like when we traditionally celebrate Easter. And that I've heard a lot that, yeah, like Easter is closer to his, e even though it's traditionally the celebration yeah. of his death, it's really more close to the celebration of his birth. But people are like, yeah. it's so much prettier at Christmas. Where yeah, I've heard that a lot. And a lot of people actually point to the star of Bethlehem itself and when it's visible in the night sky mm -hmm. and that it's only visible in the spring or autumn. Oh. So. Yeah, ain't no wise men going through the desert in December. What the hell? Yeah. So. Camel ain't following shit. Yeah, it was decided by the church in the early fourth century to declare it as December 25th, hmm. mm -hmm. which are we surprised? No, <laughs> the church did that a lot. We're just, well, hey, purgatory doesn't exist anymore. So there you go. Yeah. If you can just, if you can just essentially get rid of an entire existence of uh, like the transubstantiation of, wait, that's not the word I'm thinking of. No, yeah, transubstantiation up yeah. to another level of existence. You can just get rid of a whole level of that. You can decide when I Jesus' mean, birthday was, is. That's true. Shall Although I think you. purgatory does still exist for Catholics, but that's, you know, that's a whole other thing. That <laughs> that's for later. Yeah. So as we, you know, we know the story, three wise men follow the star. Mm-hmm. They give Jesus presents. Frankincense and myrrh. Frankincense, myrrh, and... Oh, and gold. Gold. I was like, I know they were three. Yeah. So I always forget that, gold. Yeah, you always hear frankincense like gold, and myrrh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> one guy just hit the ATM before he got there. It's basically... <laughs> I mean, that's a gift I appreciate. It's the first instance of essentially a gift card. Oh, yeah, the it other, kind of is. Yeah, Here's the other some guys money, went, buy yourself something mm -hmm. nice. The other guys had the wherewithal and the time and the forethought to go to the market. One guy was just like, oh, I don't know what to, what is Jesus like? What is a, what does an infinite omnipresent being want? I'm just going to bring gold. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Some people did celebrate Christmas in the early fourth century as part of the baptism of Jesus. Oh. Versus like his actual birth so kind of like that being reborn right. idea okay with baptism yeah so he's he's officially being born like into the church yeah into the bosom of the lord yes which that would be closer date wise since that is on january 6th when people celebrate that so that's a little closer to december than right being born in april or may yeah, but everybody really wanted to have the separation between Christmas and New Year's. So they're like, well, we'll do it the 27th. And then we'll like, we just we need more party. time for the parties. Exactly. Yeah. I like it. That makes sense. So going back a little farther into history, we're going to talk about Yule in the Norse tradition. Ah, I've always so wondered just, about that. Yeah, we're just going to do like a little shallow dive into Yule, which is celebrated as its own like separate holiday outside of Christmas. It is still celebrated by people today. Oh, okay. It was mostly celebrated in Scandinavia. So more of the Scandinavian countries. Good old Viking brethren. Yeah, cool. We got all of the... I'm not, I'm not going to attempt that accent. I don't know where I was going with that. I think I was just going straight German again. 
but uh, the hey, Peter did something, but nope, still just doing German. Never mind. <laughs> Go ahead. We will we'll work on the accents because yeah, okay. I I can't do like a Swedish one or anything like that. You. Oh right, yeah, it's just sort of old old timey Minnesotan. Hi, how you? It, it kind of is. Hello. So they celebrated it in contingency with the winter solstice. So kind of the ending of the dark days and Beginning, the sun yeah. bringing back light to us. So it's kind of like the tail end of celebrating um, Samhain where it's like the dark days, it's like the opposite end of going back into the light. Oh, so okay. going back into Halloween, did like Halloween and kind of going from the equinox into the solstice so it's typically celebrated a little more at the end of December throughout January so kind of the last bit of the end of the year into the next year so it's not so much a singular celebration as it is a time of year yeah which is why a lot of people when they have like Yule celebrations. It's like in January. Okay. I yeah. I honestly thought that it was totally tied to Christmas. Like the the honestly, my only exposure to it is the idea of a Yule log, which I don't really even know what that means. I always think of it as one big fire log that you put on the fire and it lasts you for like a day or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. Are you serious? Yule log. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. It's the tradition is that fathers and sons would go out, find just the biggest log they could find and bring that to the fire. Oh, cool. And people would feast until the log burned out. So I it could am... take as many as 12 days. Yes. Depending <laughs> on the size of the log you got. Oh, I am totally down for a party that you, yeah. Okay. I'm on board for that. You go out. Yeah. Biggest redwood. You chop the shit out of that. Well, maybe, maybe find one that's already fallen. You don't want to kill a redwood, but you know, yeah. you bring one that's the size of your garage over to the fire and you just let that son of a bitch burn for a month and you just eat and party for the whole time. That is awesome. Yep. And That's yeah, and I that, yeah, and like when it's really getting the coldest, you've got this giant burning log next to you and you're just hanging out and part of that sounds awesome. Yeah. So in the Norse tradition, they believe that each spark of the fire, so every time it like Pops sparked or out or you go yeah, and like yeah. put that new log out and it just yeah. like the little embers kind of float away. Yes, it just like sparks out with the new fire that each little spark represented a new piglet or calf that would then be born into the new year. So it was like a sign of good luck. What? Christmas sucks. I want to do this. I want to be constantly birthing little calves and piglets. Besides, piglet is just fun to say. Pooh said it all the time. Calves are are a lot of work. All right. Don't envy anyone during calving season. (laughs) What? Why do you say that with so much authority? <laughs> was that part of your special program? Did you do a lot of calving? <laughs> you birthed no, a bunch I, of calves, didn't you? No, I've heard stories from my dad because like, you know, like he did 4-H and stuff growing up. Mm. And then at one point in my dating history, one of the oh guys I dated, my. his family had a ranch. Oh, okay. 
And that was like, it was known to me from him that that time of year was just always very busy. Oh, and then if you ever watch the ranch on Netflix, they do like talk about that a bit. And that's like a very real thing. I, I'll be honest, that it's just busy. I didn't realize that that was like a season where like the I presumably then the females come into heat at a certain time and then they give birth kind of yeah it's I want to say it's usually in the spring because that's that's when most of the babies are born anyway right if I'm being honest I was paying most attention to Sam Elliott and his phenomenal mustache and I love him so much oh my god not to take a huge tangent have you watched the man who killed Hitler and then Sasquatch I haven't yet. That it's on my the, list though. Okay, but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Whoever, anyone who has not heard of it, it is insane. It is weird. It's Sam Elliott doing his absolute best. It is the actual title of a real movie that you can go and watch. It is insane. I. Ooh. It is just, I don't want to say anything more about it. If you love Sam Elliott, go watch it. It's just ridiculous. go watch it. Yeah, it is I can't, I don't think anyone who loves Sam Elliott would be disappointed. Okay. It is, it is weird. That's fair. Weird. Okay. But he, last I'll say is just his performance alone is excellent. It's, he's, he goes on a whole range of things. It's, I it's believe excellent. It. Yeah, it's very, oh. parts of it are real weird, but it's really, Sam Elliott okay. being Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott, that's all you need to know. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of December, it was typically a good time for people in Europe, just in general, to celebrate because, one, you don't really have a whole lot of other stuff going on. Right. It's cold. You're not doing a bunch of outside stuff. And it was also a time where they would have a lot of meat. So they would slaughter like a good amount of cattle for the winter. So during this time, there was like a bit of like an abundance of meat. It's also when... You're not eating fresh fruit. Yeah. Yeah. You're not eating like fresh fruit and stuff. So, you know, meat's the better option then. Mm -hmm. And all of the wine and beer that they had started the fermentation process for in the beginning of the year was ready. Right. (laughs) Yep. So it's it's like everything's ready now. Let's feast. It's time to just stay inside and get drunk and eat a shitload of fucking teriyaki jerky. Basically, which I mean, that's I'm kind of down. Of I was gonna say I'm kind of <laughs> down with that. That's I, we just went to Sam's Club and I'm like fifteen dollars for like five pounds of jerky. Yeah, I can get some of that. Sounds like yeah, good. yeah. In Germany, people specifically honored the Norse god Odin. Really? And they were really afraid of him. Oh, motherfucker can throw um, lightning bolts. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he. I was gonna say he's one of. He's like. I want to say he's closer to like the equivalent of Zeus. I was just going to say, I may be thinking specifically of Zeus. But I don't know how. He is considered like one of the higher gods. Yeah, he's essentially the, the king of the god. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't know how, so, how closely he's tied with lightning bolts specifically, but he is like yeah. the lord of the gods. Yeah. So in Germany, it was believed that he would take nocturnal flights and decide who should live and who should perish in the next year. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, so a lot of people just like generally stayed inside because they're like, I'm not messing with it. I'm not giving him a reason to like smite me down. <laughs> just gonna... 
stay inside. You, you don't want to be outside when Odin comes around. You know, he's just gonna be he's gonna be out there smiting people. So what accent am I doing? It's like halfway <laughs> Norwegian and German. God damn it. I either need more or less of this schnapps. Yeah, there we go. Schnapps. Yeah. Okay, now we're back into oh, it. Yeah. About Odin again. There's that Loki guy. He was pretty cool. <laughs> As the kids say, he's really low-key. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun joke for everyone. <laughs> Don't laugh at that. That's stupid. No, I will laugh at all the puns. Um, all right. During our modern day Christmas, a lot of people use Yule synonymously with Christmas. There we go. They're not yeah. the same thing. That's what I'm used to, yeah. But it does contain the same iconography associated with Christmas, like the Yule log and the Yule boar or the Yule goat, which I'm, is like <laughs> having Christmas ham. You have the Yule ham. I was going to say boar, even though I've ne I don't think I've ever heard anyone say Yule boar, but I did kind of figure out what you meant, like ham. I don't think I've ever heard Yule goat or I, like, I haven't either. I've Goat cheese? Do people eat goat? Yeah. Do people eat lamb chops? All right. People eat goat. I've I, never had goat, but pardon do. me, but I can't help feeling that it's bad meat. I've actually heard really good things about it. <laughs> like that's yes. that's that's the thing is I'm like everyone tells me it's good, but like I don't know. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've also never had the opportunity to have it. So. Neither have I. Yeah. Have you ever had like frog's legs? No. I. All, fair warning if you ever do o only thing i've ever heard from people in, in and that goes for all reptiles oh it tastes just like chicken bullshit it tastes like chicken <laughs> it it has a taste to it that i can really only describe as reptilian like you take a Ooh. bite and it's like it's definitely meat but it mm. is not chicken i not a fan personally but it's ugh, yeah i I haven't had that, but I have had escargot, which... Oh, really? If you had. cook it in, like, a garlic buttery sauce, it oh. it tastes more like garlic and butter. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, garlic and, and anything, butter. But the, the texture is the part that's, like, a little weird. Yeah. So, you like, you have to not think about it. You have to think about, like, the flavor versus the texture. For sure. Yeah, the only time I've ever had... Um... Like I've, I've had like stews that had oyster meat, um, but up until, um, this is probably five, six years ago now, but I had never had oysters straight out of a shell. The first time I ever had it, it was in a really strong flavored, like garlic butter pesto sauce. Mm. And, and, and there again, it was like, okay, I can just pop it out with a fork and basically just swallow it in one gulp and all you're really getting is garlic butter deliciousness. So I still don't feel like I've had the full oyster experience, but up until then yeah. I've seen people eat oysters and it did not look appealing to me, but I feel like any kind of uncommon meat is maybe a good way to put it like goat. I'm like, yeah, if you put garlic butter, butter sauce on it enough, it's just going to be amazing anyways. Cause yeah, it's garlic butter. It's... Can't go wrong with garlic butter. You really can't. So that's kind of like the overall look into Yule. So now we're going to go more into some of the Christmas history with the festival of Saturnalia. Oh, yeah. So this is where a lot of Christmas traditions come from. And 
Ooh, Saturnalia was a time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a lot of pagan vibes. Free love and just Yule. It's it's interesting. It's definitely one of the times of year that like how did we get Christmas now from like this? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now I'm intrigued because I've heard, I've obviously heard the term Saturnalia. I don't think I've really ever heard anything about it, but now I'm curious. Yeah, so it was a festival in Rome during which they would celebrate Saturn, the god of agriculture, the end of the year celebrating all the harvest and good things he has brought to you for the year. It was a celebration that went from the week before the solstice and lasted for about a week, sometimes longer, just depending on where you were. Mm-hmm. Some places did it for like a month. Gotta get so your it just, on. Yeah, it just kind of depended. It usually ran from the 17th of December in the Julian calendar, which is, I think we're on the uh, Gregorian calendar. So not what we're on currently. Yeah. I don't know where that all aligns. I'm sure you're correct. And then it lasted through the 23rd of December. Oh, okay. Right before Christmas. Yeah. During this time, some people also celebrated a few other feasts, which was Juvenalia, which was celebrating the children of Rome specifically. Mm, Okay. So some of that was sometimes brought into Saturnalia, where it's like you're bringing children to like this elevated level versus like just the way you normally treat them. Yeah, I was just going to say, yeah, once the children are celebrated instead of just cast aside and treated as less than. And it was seen as like this more sacred time of the year during Saturnalia and Juvenalia. I do have to admit, I'm a little ashamed how much, (laughs) I feel dumb about how much I'm actually learning. The idea that I've heard the term Saturnalia so many times, never once thought it was tied to the Greek god Saturn or Roman god, whatever. Yeah, Roman. Uh, To be fair, that is how I feel like researching this stuff sometime or when I listen to Mm. You're Wrong About, which is an amazing Mm. podcast for anyone who hasn't listened to it, but they'll talk about stuff that people vaguely kind of know from pop culture. Yeah, I'm going to write that down. That sounds awesome. Oh, it is so good. Some of the stuff they talk about, I'm like, oh, I didn't know that's how that happened. I'm like, oh, that's so weird. That's they so weird. they do a yeah. really good job. That sounds awesome. Yeah. So Saturnalia started by a sacrifice at the Temple of Saturn. Oh, which okay. It was usually, I want to say it was usually like, an animal sacrifice. I was going to say, I'm hoping it's not like a child. Like, we're starting off juvenilia. It was typically a pig, but oh. sometimes it would be a dead gladiator as an offering. Well, if they're already dead. But yeah, I mean, they're already dead. So, like, for right. the sacrifice, as far as I saw, <laughs> I could be wrong. We do not support the killing of humans for offerings. No, we do not. We do not. No, we do not. One of the things they would do is normally they bound his feet with wool during the year, but then for Saturnalia. During the year? Yeah. 
the, the gladiator the statue oh <laughs> no saturn i'm the sorry statue. i was thinking of the gladiator like wait <laughs> no wonder yeah no wonder he's dead this lion yeah exactly what the fuck yeah hey we need someone to sacrifice at the end of the year we chose sorry, you we chose it to be you yeah so. sorry chris go oh fuck God, yourself sorry you're getting lioned no no it was Assholes. the the statue, statue <laughs> of, saturn. of saturn so they normally had his feet like covered and bound up in wool and then for saturnalia they'd go in have the sacrifice untie his feet and it was like an act of liberation for the festival. Mm, which okay. Now we're going to get into the festival a little bit, which this is kind of the fun part. <laughs> this... say, your expression shifted significantly. When you said, <laughs> now we're getting into the celebration. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> now I'm curious. This was, as a lot of people have referenced it to, as a hedonistic time. Ah, there it there is. was a lot of food and drinking. Social order was turned completely upside down. There were no rules. <laughs> uh, they would have role reversal. Oh. Especially for enslaved people and their oh. masters. So I they could then... Jump ahead, but this sounds like wassailing or wassailing in like more recent times where like the poor people were like the kings of the world for one night and they would just yeah they did this for like a week or up to a month yeah wow okay that's actually pretty progressive in a sort of way it was and they were freed treated as equals if not higher wow than their masters and they didn't have the fear of punishment or retaliation because at the end of it all, order would then be restored. So it was generally like pretty chaotic. Sort of like in that, like sort of like the purge mixed with the seventies, where it's like, yeah, hey, free love, yeah. but like no rules, bro. Yeah, they would shut down schools and businesses so everyone could participate. So this is kind of where. Um, a lot of the role reversal would get crazy. Like men would dress as women, women would dress as men, children would dress as priests, and just what everything was just kind of chaotic. What? <laughs> I, I don't mean, know why that got Juvenalia me so much. Tied with Saturnalia, and you've got like children on this elevated level. Like, it, I mean, it kind of just the like, gods sense. will smite you. I call down the power of Thuth. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. Just throw a twig at him like it's a lightning bolt. Why are the kids dressing as priests? I wonder if they performed services of some kind. I don't know. Are you eating McDonald's? I don't think they did. I don't think you they eat, did. Are you eating French fries? No, it's candy canes. Oh! <laughs> I forgot my own thing. I forgot to grab my candy cane. Son of a bitch. I thought they were I French fries. I have a whole box of them. Oh, wow. Like I think ones. we have literally, oh, wow. Okay, yep. Now I feel, I knew my glass was missing something. I was supposed to put that on the rim. Shit. <laughs> yeah, so there was a lot of drinking, gambling, gift-giving, and feasting. Some people even wore masks and disguises. Wow. So it just basically had this carnival-style atmosphere with no rules. Awesome. That's like one giant carnival 
and they always appointed a king of Saturnalia. Please be a two-year-old. <laughs> we have taken the lowest of the low, and he is going to be our king for the night. I want pizza candy canes. I don't know if they ever had a kid as the king of Saturnalia, but they definitely could have. He ruled over their feasting like a medieval-style king, and they called it the Feast of Fools. So he's the king of the fools, and everyone had to obey all of their absurd commands throughout the festivities. That's awesome. So he could be like, you know what? This day we're not wearing clothes. This day, like, we're wearing this in this certain way, and like, you can only do this. And like, I decided that I don't like this person, so like, he can <laughs> fuck right off. It's like, just <laughs> yeah, stuff like that, where it's just like, I'm in charge. I can do what I want. Why don't we have this now? I could like. If you were in the worst sort of state that a human could be in, honestly, I think I could see myself making it through 11 months of the year if I knew that in the 12th month, even if it wasn't me, that some random crazy dipshit was going to be the king and we were just going to have a crazy like month-long party. That would be awesome. Yeah. Everyone's invited. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of Christmas traditions evolved out of Saturnalia. Like more specifically the drinking, the gift giving, and the feasting. Yeah, those are pretty good traditions. Gambling just depends on your family. That's true. Do some don't. So the feasting. Gonna move a little bit forward in time into the beginnings of Christmas. (laughs) Sorry, time machine noise. Exactly. (laughs) I'm HG Wells. Welcome to the future. So some of the most popular customs associated with Christmas have absolutely nothing to do with the birth of Jesus. Right. Because why would it? I don't think that caroling is part of that. Although some of them- As well as like partying. Yeah. And then some have the pre-Christian origins and some of those Saturnalia origins. The thing that does make Christmas different from- a lot of other holidays is that it is this evolving holiday oh and it went from something that was basically this drunken carnival style festivities to what we have now which is way more tame and like family centric for sure yeah yeah Uh, uh christmas has been banned on more than one occasion oh really yes Yes, it has. It's commonly hated by the Puritans, because, I mean, come on. Because, of course. And the Jehovah's Witnesses. There, yeah, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate, like, anything. They don't celebrate, like, any holidays, so, like... Yeah, I don't think birthdays or... yeah. Yeah. I'm personally not super privy to their practices, but I know they don't celebrate it. Yeah. But prior to the more Christian celebrations that we have, a lot of places had more of these winter type festivals, which was also super common among Europe's pagan cultures or like non-Christian groups. They just basically had like more time on their hands. And yeah. with that, they used like a lot of traditions like kissing under the mistletoe using winter herbs with cooking and hanging like 
ivy and mistletoe up. Let's yeah, see. I was gonna say where. So where did mistletoe come from? And especially like the tradition of kissing, like that seems very pagan. Yep, it's very much like from the Celtic pagan yeah. tradition. What is? The... And I don't know where exactly that originated from, but it is from more of the modern English-speaking countries, so like a lot more of the UK area. What is the difference between mistletoe and holly? They just look like a little different, but they're very, very similar, aren't they? Similar, although I'm pretty sure if you eat mistletoe, it kills you, and I don't think holly does, but holly has like the berries, and mistletoe doesn't. Oh, there, okay. I was gonna, I literally just looked up a picture of mistletoe, and yeah, it's more just green with sort of white flowery things. Yeah, um, Holly. Like that is something berries. that's that is something that's good to know. One will kill you and one won't. Jesus. Yeah, I'm ninety percent sure you're not supposed to eat mistletoe. Yeah, definitely, definitely don't want to eat mistletoe. Holy yeah. crap! So there's also no reliable references as to when people started using they like a Christmas log or a Yule log. That's just like kind of always been a thing. Okay, and. One of the other big non-Christian traditions is what they call Kalita, which is caroling. It's just oh, okay. a different way to say it. So caroling has been around for a long time. Oh, not too. sometimes to... used it as a threat. The caroling. We'll get back to that in just a second. I just looked up a thing. <laughs> of, there's a website that has the rules of mistletoe. And this is something I have never heard before. Uh, I would love under, to hear this. Under a sprig of mistletoe, a man must kiss the nearest lady on the cheek. So for any of you creepers who are trying to get some, like, more action, it's a cheek kiss specifically. But once the kissing is done, they are to remove a berry from the mistletoe. And again, like, mistletoe has berries, but it's not the bright red ones. They're sort of white. Um, when all the berries are gone, that particular root of mistletoe has lost its kissing powers interesting yeah so that is huh. actually kind of kind of i've never heard that before but again unless you're supposed to like kiss someone under it i didn't know it had to be like the nearest person i didn't yeah it's literally the nearest like yeah so i i always thought it was like oh whoops we're both under the mistletoe i guess this is happening oh no do they kiss yeah maybe a man must under a sprig of mistletoe a man must kiss the nearest lady that uh, still not really comfortable with that. But either way, don't eat it. Yeah. When getting yeah. rid of the berry, do it. not eat it. Yes. Sorry, where yeah. were we? Don't, don't eat it. But, uh, well, we just talked about caroling and how that was like a threat. Like, yes, <laughs> I mean, you go to people's houses and you hear this in the song, We Wish You a Merry Christmas. So they like, right. bring us some figgy pudding. It was mm -hmm. expected that when someone caroled at your house, you invited them in for food and they could come in as like at their leisure so a lot of people right. just like had their homes open right invited or not they were coming in over. yeah yeah because they would they might like burn your house down if well, they wanted to what <laughs> oh my god i mean i feel like if you're pretty upset about someone not giving you food you might take some drastic measures i could see that happening 
but it doesn't seem like it should be part of the normal transaction. No, no, I feel like it shouldn't be, but. I mean, you're all drunk on Yule. You want. Yeah, you got drunk people showing up at your house demanding food. Like you just give it to them. You don't question it a whole lot. I don't mean to put us on another aside. Have you ever had figgy pudding? What the hell is figgy pudding? I I don't know. Let me let me look that up real quick. Figgy pudding. Well, it looks goddamn delicious or terrible. What the hell? Oh, it's more of a cake. Yeah. So it's it's a it looks like a bread pudding. Oh, it's definitely a British thing. Yeah, and this one. Oh, it's loaded. And they made it with figs. Ah. Yeah, that yeah that, that was my reaction. That like, yeah, that that's why. Yep. Yeah, they don't want chocolate. Yeah. They don't want like uh, vanilla. Bring pudding. us the booze cake. Bring us, bring us the rum pudding. Bring us. Yeah, the thing I found was like usually rum, but really any distilled liquor. Good, good stuff, guys. Yeah, I would definitely demand an alcohol-filled pudding if I was. Oh, I would too. Already drunk. I knew all I had to do was like sing at someone's house for a little bit. I'd do that. Mm -hmm. Moving forward into the post-classical history. Ooh la la! In the early Middle Ages, Christmas was kind of overshadowed by Epiphany which is the idea of the three wise men visiting Jesus. So that mm. like tie oh, back into Jesus came in more. That specific event is referred to as the epiphany? Yes. It's, I also forget that people call them the magi. Oh, so yeah. they're like, oh, it's the visit of the magi. Mm -hmm. Like the who? Also I'm like, a, well, I'm a... Terrible Catholic, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's also a H, oh shit, some author wrote The Gift of the Magi. That's a different. Oh, yeah. Yeah, something about a person losing hair and then combs and someone giving up a watch and someone buys a chain for it. It's different Magi. Same feel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gift. I yeah. know that story. Something yeah, so. I don't remember who it was. Their, wrote a their calendar was more dominated by Christmas Christian type events. But then sure. in Italy specifically, it was tied more to Saturnalia type events. So like Italy was really? doing their own thing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. The Pope's all like, yeah, I'm getting drunk and eating goat, baby. I made this toddler my my number two. Hey, these, we are making a boy around the king in the four... For the next few months, he's going to be telling us what to do. Oh, shit, he already just ordered somebody to be executed. Okay, I gotta go. Well, I'm, I'm the Pope. So around the 12th century, those traditions transitioned into the 12 days of Christmas, because they used to have it as the 40 days of St. Martin, That's which is Martin. Advent. It's okay. Advent. So they kind of cut down Advent from 40 days, which is still done in the Catholic tradition. It's still 40 days. Oh, wow. They transitioned that from 40 to 12 because 40 was oh, too yeah. much. Right, that's literally what I see. Yeah, exactly. That's a bit much. I know there's yeah. not a lot going on in the winter, but 40 is too much. It's to celebrate for 40 days straight, like that's a lot. Are we going to learn it's what the five golden rings are? 
No, not this time. Damn it. I'm sorry. All right. Well, some episode in the future, we're going to have to do the history of that stupid song because I'm going to know where five gold rings came from. The hell's up with that? Yeah. I know we have five fingers, but all right. Maybe we'll do it as a bonus episode. We'll do just specifically the 12 days of Christmas. I'm down. All right. Yeah. So around the 12th. Oh, no. Sorry. I just covered that. Christmas became more prominent after Charlemagne became emperor on Christmas Day in 800 AD. So, I mean, I feel like it's a little egotistical to be like, hey, I know we already celebrate this holiday, but (laughs) now it's also about me. So we're going to celebrate it more. I know some people consider this to be God's birthday. We're also going to make it my birthday when I became like the king. Or We're whatever. like one and the same, me and Exactly. God. Our names, you know, Christ, Charlemagne, our names start with the same letters. We both have an R and an, I, I would assume Charlemagne well, has an I in it. Somewhere. Charlemagne probably believed that he was chosen by God. So had I'm God basi- likeness. I'm basically the new Jesus. So I'm basically you know, God. Yeah, I'm Jesus too. I was chosen by God. Chosen Just like by Jesus. God. Chosen by God. I'm Charlemagne. December 25th, Christmas, baby, Charlemus. <laughs> yeah. Yes. By oh. the high middle ages, the holiday became so prominent. It was noted when various great kings had like really big celebrations. Ooh. One of those being King Richard II of England. He hosted a Christmas feast in 1377. The Amount of people celebrating ate 28 oxen oh. and 300 sheep. Shut, oh my God. <laughs> wow. That's a lot of fucking food. That is, that sounds like a dinner Christmas if I've ever heard one. I'll tell you that. That's for sure. That's like a dinner but... Christmas on steroids. Like. <laughs> so All right. How many hot dishes are we bringing? Hey, how many how many oxen did we kill? Only 28? Did you bring dessert? Because yeah. I got dessert. How many? Are we into the hundreds for goats yet? Wait, what was it? Sheep? Goats? Something? Sheep. Three? Sheep. Jesus. That is a lot of lamb chops. I don't know if sheep and lamb are the same thing, but it sounds like. It is. Good. It's the same. Oh, wait, is it really? <laughs> I really yeah, a lamb that. is okay. just a sheep that's under a year old. Oh, wait. What? Wait, what? A, a lamb? Oh my god, I didn't. A lamb, lamb is a sheep, but you don't consider a lamb a lamb after like they're a year old. So lamb chops are baby sheep. Oh I'm sorry, god. am I ruining this I to you? Oh my god. I, I I don't necessarily think they're like babies. They can be older, but they call them lamb chops. But it's kind of like veal. I don't. I actually, I don't know if this is morbid, but I. For the first time in my life, just had veal like two months ago. I was kind of like, "Have you not had like veal sausage with no, Oktoberfest?" Really, no, I really haven't. I've never had it, and I've heard good things. If I had some, I'm like, "That's eh, all right. You know, it's not worth the extra ten dollars I paid." I mean, like for the longest time, I didn't know what the difference between veal sausage and regular sausage was. To be fair, <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had veal sausage. I just, it was like very thin strips of veal meat, I guess. I was going to call it steak, but I suppose it by definition yeah. isn't steak. It's, 
I had it more in the form of veal sausage, although I did once have this very delicious ravioli that was veal cheek. Oh my god. I mean if you're if you're gonna kill a baby cow, you may as well use the whole thing. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'll I'll try yeah. some veal sausage. I'll give it a go. It's good. It's good. I bet it is. It still has a little bit of the soul in it. <laughs> I mean, it it might. I. You can if you if you're real quiet. If you're real quiet, you can still hear it mewing for its mother. They did like a South Park episode on veal, and they had this like really, oh, really? sad looking baby oh, cow. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> If I find it, I'll definitely like send it your way because it was okay. like, too funny. I anyway. Yeah, that's how you know you're you're like a solid meat eater is when you go, especially when you go to a restaurant, you order veal, and someone like very very quietly and, and secretively sort of leans over and like you know that's baby cow, right? And then you're like, and you're you like sh- yeah. yeah, you shed a single tear, and you're like, it is. Yeah, I'll take it. Like, yeah, I still want it. <laughs> and then you're crying as you eat it, and you're like, and you're like, I'm sorry, baby cow. You're so delicious. Yes, I'm still. Eating that it. was like not the experience I had last night. Oh, you got we last night? For- Wait, what? <laughs> last night? What the hell? You heathen. I'll tell this story. Okay. Oh boy. I went out for dinner with Gabriel and his family and we were at like this Irish pub yeah. place. They nice. had pretty good food. I had a Reuben because I love corned beef Yeah. and Gabriel did bangers and mash and one of the sausages was veal sausage. So he's like, oh, like you want to try it? And I was like, yeah, hand it over. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, and that was like the interaction was like, oh, like that's really tasty. And just, I'm like, oh, it's like a good good piece of veal sausage and that was like the whole conversation (laughs) no tears were shed but you that wasn't the moment you learned what veal was I take it you were already aware no okay no I was already aware but what you're saying is very cold-heartedly you were like yeah I will eat that baby cow give it to me I want that (laughs) baby cow I'm glad it's dead I want to taste its juices in my mouth, I want to eat that baby cow. Why are you not giving this to me right now? I want to eat it. Thank you very much. You're all, so like, oh yeah, like that. I want to try it and eat it because it's like a very common thing to have at Oktoberfest is veal sausage. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I'm such a horrible, just social person. Long story short, I, I lived in an apartment in St. Paul for almost five years and I would walk, I, it was a beautiful spot. I lived next to Harriet Island, just south of the actual city okay. proper uh, on the, the, the Mississippi River. Yeah. And there's a beautiful park there. Um, and I lived in an area where we were the only apartment building. So there weren't a lot of like other people around. And so every day after mm-hmm. work, I could walk my dog through this beautiful park. It was great. Once a year, there was an Irish festival. Or not once a year, but every so often there were these festivals that would happen. So I don't know what's going on. Yeah. I don't look at any of the local flyers or anything. I get home from work. I'm taking my dog for a walk. All of a sudden, there's thousands of people in this park. 
And I'm like, sons of bitches. I'm like, why are you here? I don't want you. What the? I just wanted to walk my dog, and now there's all these people here. And they're like, hey, don't you want to try some of this, like, veal sausage and home-brewed beer? And I'm like, hey, go fuck yourselves. I don't know. Just wanted to walk my dog, and now there's just people walk here. my dog, Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jesus, come to me and kill, smite all of these people. Yeah. Moving on from all of the sheep that were sacrificed, caroling became super popular during this time. Yes. So that happened a lot more. Demanding food, figgy pudding. <laughs> Demanding. Bring us your figgy pudding. So bring us some figgy pudding. Did bring I say us that some right? figgy pudding, or we'll fuck you up. I think that's how it I think that's how the Yeah, I think goes. I think those are the words. Yeah, or we'll burn your house down. A lot of people despised caroling because they saw <laughs> it as lewd. But wait, just the you know, caroling like, was lewd? Like I could understand if you if you expected someone to come into your house and steal your figgy pudding because it's filled with delicious rum, or if they were gonna burn your house down, sure. But the caroling yeah. itself was considered lewd? I guess so. All right. A lot of people despised it during this time, so. All right, fair enough. Different, uh, different I mean, period. I'm not going to judge them too horribly. I'm going to judge that. them really harshly. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so some people saw that Christmas was basically just misruled drunkenness, promiscuity, and gambling, and they didn't like that. Right. It was a staple of the holiday season, but they were not fans. Yeah. <laughs> well, why would they be? I mean, if you're not part of that, I can understand how that's not fun for you. But when you yeah. are a part of that, Hell yeah. you just don't want someone to rain on your parade. Ex- yes, there, exactly. Yeah. So in England, they actually exchanged presents on New Year's Eve. And this was done specifically between legal relationships people had. So like a tenant and a landlord. Weird. And like nothing else. So like no other romantic relationships. It would be like, oh, I gave a gift to my business partner. And they're like, oh, oh really? how delightful. Oh my. This... Gift. Mm. Mm, you know, he's named after Jesus. I like that fellow. Oh, I mean, I, I do say. Close to godliness, so. I'm proud Indeed. of something. Yeah, mm, That's something. Like that. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so going, going forward into the 18th century, following the Protestant Reformation, many Christian denominations still celebrated Christmas. Nice. During this time, Martin Luther inaugurated a period in which Germany would produce a unique culture of Christmas, much copied in North America. Oh, good. That, that was his decree, I guess. But a lot of congregations saw Christmas as like a staple evangelical festival with actual feasting. Sweet. For once. I mean, this is not a Puritan-based holiday, so there is feasting hell yeah that's what christmas is really all about but the puritans in the 17th century condemned christmas there it is because they considered it a catholic invention specifically for the trappings of poppery and rags of the beast wow settle down guys (laughs) 
which is that it's like, oh, because it's the whole idea that's like, oh, like this is the time of year where you need to like give back and like help those in need. And they're like, no, no, no. They got there themselves. They can figure it out. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn, Puritans. They're like, <laughs> you know what? Like you got yourself in this situation. You can get yourself out. You, you don't heathens. need people's charity. Yeah. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. They also associated drunkenness and misbehavior with Christmas. So, you know, all the fun yeah. stuff that they hated. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. All the best parts of Christmas. God forbid it should be an awesome hedonistic sort of uh feast of fantasy exactly it's it's one of those things like you know god forbid it's anything other than like what you want it to be but whatever then the anglican church was the opposite and pressed for more elaborate celebrations of christmas they wanted more i know it's kind of surprising it is they also pushed for a calendar reform and that became a huge point of contention between them and the puritans well the reform of the calendar yeah i don't know what exactly they were trying to reform or if they're like we want less holidays and they're like no we want more no there's too much celebration less less there's there's too much and we don't like it Get rid of smarch. We don't like smarch weather. That's a Simpsons reference for those of you. We don't like it. Not one bit. (laughs) No. Stop. And then the Catholic Church. (laughs) I can't see. (laughs) The Catholic Church responded by then promoting the festival more, but then was like, (laughs) but there's like religion in there too. I kind of respect that. And tried to like push the religious orientation to it for like, but Christmas. So the war on Christmas has been raging for millennia. <laughs> like really has. Yeah. It's like within other Christianity denominations. And they're all like raging about Christmas. So really they're at war with themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And it ranges everything from like a little bit of fun to no fun. Yeah. Like. As long as Christ is still in there, we're okay. And it's like, well, as long as there's no feasting, no alcohol, no fun. No alcohol. We don't like it. I'm a Puritan. King Charles I of England directed his noblemen and the gentry to be charitable in the midwinter and keep up the seasonal generosity like throughout the year. But he's like, but definitely do it during Christmas because like, you know, Mm. you should. Should do it the rest of the year, but like Christmas is the most important. Christmas, you guys. And then in 1647, after the English War, the Puritan leaders were in charge and banned Christmas. (gasps) No. So this is our first official Christmas ban. Dun dun dun. (laughs) Anti-Christmas. No. This was then followed by pro-Christmas rioting. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Ha ha. <laughs> we want our this, shit. During this time, Canterbury was controlled by rioters for weeks. Just what weeks is, on end. What is Canterbury? It's a city in England. All right. Yeah. So it's just, it's like one of their major cities. It was 
controlled by rioters for weeks. So it's kind of like when Seattle was like taken over a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. For us, that is like their equivalent, but specifically involving Christmas. Nice. Which is kind of funnier. It is. Yeah, the, the Christmas riots. Yeah. Christmas was then brought back with the restoration of King Charles II in 1660. We're still only in the 1600s? I know. Holy hell. This might be a two-parter anyways. We're getting close to the end, don't worry. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, we're, we're getting there. It's This is the part that has like the most and then everything like kind of cuts down more, so. Okay, it gets go traditional. Ahead. All right, go ahead. Yeah. So. so in Scotland, the Presbyterian Church strongly discouraged Christmas. Even though King James IV encouraged its celebration in 1618, people didn't really show up. Well, bloody late Christmas. I think we should have more of it. This is Scotland. We do whatever the fuck we bloody want to. I'd agree with that, but apparently they did not. The Parliament of Scotland abolished the observation of Christmas in 1640. Well, thanks. We're getting rid of it. Christmas was not brought back as a public holiday until 1958. Holy shit. Really? In Scotland specifically, yes. Oh my god. That that's a long goddamn time. Yeah. So going over to France. Wait. Christmas was banned during the revolutionary era. So we just went from England to France. Noel. Oui, c'est le Noël. Ah uh, oui, c'est Noël. Ah, this is France, huh? Where is <laughs> So, with the rise of the atheistic cult of reason, okay. Christmas was banned. Right. And they had what they had as the Three Kings cake was then named the Equality Cake. Oh. This did not last long as. Oh, once. Everything with the revolution was then resolved. Christmas was brought back. (laughs) It does seem like anything with the term equality in it tends not to last very long. I know. It kind of makes me sad. Right? Yeah. Such is life. True. In colonial America, the Puritans despised Christmas. (laughs) Not a fucking surprise. We went across a whole ocean to get away from that shit. We're not doing it here. Yeah. We, you know how many people had to die for us to get to a country where we don't have to celebrate that godforsaken Christmas? It's for the heathens. Yes, yes. This new land shall be pure. Yeah. They outlawed Christmas in Boston in 1659. Wicked. But then the Puritan ban was revoked in 1681 by English <laughs> Governor Edmund Andros. No, yeah, well, I think we'll have plenty of that, thank you. Yeah, but it wasn't until the 19th century that Christmas celebrations became fashionable again. Sweet. So, you know, if it's not in vogue, you can't celebrate exactly. it. <laughs> right. That's how we that are, works. Yeah, we are such a, a creature of... of uh, fashion essentially we really are it's kind of weird it is kind of weird the christians in virginia and new york celebrated freely though so they just did what the fuck they wanted (laughs) good old new york they they've never given a shit they're like we're doing whatever the hell we want yeah 
Pennsylvania German settlers and Wachovia settlements were very enthusiastic Christmas celebrators. Sweet. So basically outside of Boston, Christmas was raging. (laughs) (laughs) That's like what it sounds like to me. Although although, those old traditional sort of celebrations. Yeah. Yeah. Although Christmas did fall out of favor during the Revolutionary War because it was considered an English custom. That makes sense. Down with the bloody English. We're, We're not bringing that shit over here. We got away from them, damn it. No more Christmas. We left them. We cannot have the celebration. But yeah. then it was also because George Washington attacked German mercenaries on the day after Christmas during the Battle of Trenton in 1776. Whoa. And Christmas was more popular for German settlers Ger- yeah. at the time. So that's also why they're like, yeah, we got to halt Christmas for <laughs> We can't. George Washington's gonna like come after you and shoot your ass. Yeah, we we can't be seen to sympathize with the Germans, so uh, we'll just cool it for a little bit. So now we go into the 19th century. We've moved forward in time. All right. In the UK, Christmas became a bank holiday in 1834. Interesting. That's nice. That's nice. They then added Boxing Day in 1871. Do you have any returns? You You don't like that sweater? No, I really don't like the sweater. I don't know what they're thinking. You want to return? Why would you give this to me? Exactly. Well, love, that's why we have boxing day, isn't it? (laughs) We'll just put that back and then... Would you like these shoes? You like shoes? You know, I, I do really like these shoes. Can I exchange it for the sweater? You know, I don't normally do this, but we're going to do it. Yeah, it's Christmas. Okay, yeah. Oh, thank you. Bloody Boxing Day. All right. Have a good one. (laughs) Cheers. All right. Fuck off. Cheers. (laughs) A lot of writers during the time kind of had this more, I like to think of it as like Hallmark style Christmas, but they called it a Tudor style Christmas. So like Henry VIII style grand Christmas. Mm. Which was the inspiration when Charles Dickens wrote A Christmas oh. Carol. Oh, no way. He also sought to bring about a more family-centered Christmas. Charles Dickens did? I mean, have, I mean, you, have you read the I, story? I was like it, in it. It kind of makes sense. It's just so sad. <laughs> yeah, you're right. He's, he's by himself. He's all money-oriented. And then he... And then by the end, he finds the true meaning of Christmas. But he's still alone. He is. Like, that part just doesn't really get resolved. But the term Scrooge became synonymous with miser. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I didn't realize those were the same. And I'm like, oh, that actually makes sense. Yeah. Think of I'm Mr. Heat Miser. Yes, you Oh, I always think of the um the the ice guy. I don't remember his name, but he Mr. Snowmiser. I'm Mr. Snowmiser. I'm mystical. Oh, I thought I thought he walked across the floor. I'm maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. That is a different movie because that is Here Comes Santa Claus. And I think the one the heat 
and Snow Miser is a year without a Santa Claus. So, but the one I'm thinking of is Jack. But it's all Frost, the same director. Right? It's the yeah, it's the same. It's basically the no, same. No, no, no. You're thinking of Here Comes Santa Claus because he's like in the woods with that one guy, and it's I the thought that was Jack song, Frost. But one foot, foot in, front in front of, of the, the other. other. No, it's, it's, it's a whole other movie. Jack Frost is his own thing, but still I thought all that done was, by the same oh, person. Oh, son of a bitch! Yeah, I was gonna say they're definitely the same like dude behind. I thought that was Jack Frost. Son of a bitch. Fuck you, yeah. childhood. You dumb bastard. Well, now you know. Well, yeah. And knowing is half the battle. Yeah. Christmas caroling was revived during this time, along with the first commercial Christmas card, which was produced in 1843 by Sir Henry Cole. <laughs> Shut Welcome. up. His last name is Cole. What? Yes, it is spelled C-O-L-E, not C-O-A-L. Close enough. I know what that son of a bitch is getting in his stocking. Oh, this this is the great part about this time period is All that right. they introduced Christmas trees, which was first introduced by German-born Queen Charlotte, oh, wow. but it was after Queen Victoria's marriage to her cousin, Prince Albert, that this then became more widespread in 1841. Did you say her cousin? Yes, they were cousins. Well, it's royalty for you. Yeah, I was gonna say that's like super common. Yeah. But we got our first Tenenbaum. Yeah. Oh yeah, German, yeah, there you go. Yeah. And by 1870s, Putting up a Christmas tree was commonplace in the U.S. And oh. a lot of Christmas had been revived in the Americas by short stories during this time. Oh, like okay. the story, A Visit from St. Nicholas, which I did not know was the actual title of Twas the Night Before Christmas. Oh, no kidding. I'll be damned. But that is the actual original title. Oh, everyone just thinks of the first line of the poem. It was poem. the night before Christmas, yeah. and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. That poor bastard's rolling in his grave. That's not the title, damn it! <laughs> I know, it's just the first line. Would you look at the cover? Son of yeah, a bitch. So this also helped popularize the tradition of giving gifts to people. And then... That story did? Yeah. And oh, if you, I'm going to say a few other... Christmas stories because like the whole story like Santa comes down the chimney and he yeah. puts presents on the, the trees and then leaves. Wow. Yeah, because that's essentially the invention of modern Santa, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I I believe so. Yeah. Like like you said, like there there have been incarnations of like Saint Nicholas and stuff, but as we know the the jolly white bearded red coat guy, it started there. I, oh. I think, yeah. Yeah, so Christmas then became a commercial holiday. Coca-Cola, polar bears. Along with consumerism. Yeah, dude. Capitalism this whole time. America. It was capitalism this whole time. That's that if anything, I have learned that from you're wrong about is it was capitalism the whole time. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the big takeaway. Everything is capitalism. Basically, and the more I do this stuff, the more I'm fine to get. So I feel like yeah. I'm not wrong. Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. It's all capitalism. Yeah. Like one but way or another. Is, yeah. So this is when the 
idea of the true meaning of Christmas being lost in the idea of buying presents oh. for people. Yeah. So we start to see that trend. That makes sense. But during this time, a lot of Christian groups and the Puritans still kept trying to make it a non-joyous and cheerful holiday. Non-joyous. But they could not stop the power of Christmas. Damn right you can't. You can't. You can't do it. You can't, yeah, By, you can't get the Christmas episode down. Yeah. By 1860, 14 states in the U.S. had adopted Christmas as a legal holiday. Oh, wow. And by 1875, Lewis Prang introduced Christmas cards to America. So they were invented in Europe and then brought over. And on June 28th of 1870, Christmas was formally declared a U.S. federal holiday. Did you say in, in June? Yeah. I don't know but why it was, June. But yeah, but it was but it declared, declared. For, for December. Yeah. All right. Weird. I, I know. It doesn't, doesn't quite make a ton of sense, but hey. Uh, yeah, I mean, Whatever. I suppose you want to get that squared away before December actually comes around, but... Yeah, that still kind seems, of do. Yeah, it just seems odd that that's on everybody's mind in June. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense, but hey, whatever. That's history for you. <laughs> that's so true. America! Capitalism, economy, Ooh. Reagan. All right. So now we're in our last century, the <gasps> 20th century. Ooh. Not the 21st, because this is like where all of our stuff currently is. So you Right, know. right. Yeah. Not until something happens, we're not covering it. The 21st is an ongoing case, and we don't comment on it ongoing is. cases. Yeah, we, we don't comment on that. Yeah, the 20th is closed, so we're going to talk about that one. Yeah. In the UK, up to the 1950s, Christmas was restricted to the upper class and better off families. <laughs> okay. So most of the population had not adopted Christmas rituals and celebrations just because they couldn't afford it. Of course. A lot of dinners would be of beef or a goose. So no turkey, which I mean, we know, I've never really had turkey for Christmas. It's like kind of hey, weird. Really? Normally had ham. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I thought you were going to say goose. Like, we've had so much fucking goose. No. <laughs> just geese up the wazoo. You know, we just capture one from down at the ponds. Huh. Well, they're freaking everywhere. <laughs> it's uh, true. It's like, huh? it's not like it's hard to find. Yeah. I got dinner, everybody. Happen. Oh, where'd you get that? Yeah. Oh, you know, I just went down to the pond and, you know, here it yeah, is. exactly. Where'd you get that? I, I took one step outside. I, I tripped I, just, I tripped over I a tripped goose. Over yeah, and I said, go fuck yourself, your dinner now. I didn't even, it just died. I didn't even do anything. There's so many geese yeah. that just can't even compete. Just can't even, can't even right now. Canada geese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The stockings they would give children would contain an apple and or an orange and some oh sweets. Oh and God, so definitely not like stockings today where it's like more little presents. Uh, no joke. Our, yeah, no joke. Our stockings are usually an orange and some nuts and some sweets and stuff and a gift. I like, I like it. I feel like that's like a good. 
I eat choice. the orange every year. Yeah. It's a healthy yeah. treat. It's nutritious. It is. It's C. not a bad choice. It's not. It's good. You can beat somebody with it and it won't leave bruises. It's good, good times. Yeah. So I've been told. So, so we've been told. Exactly. The full celebration of Christmas with families became more widespread after the 1950s. And mail in the UK was still delivered on Christmas Day until 1961. Well, on behalf of the U.S. Postal Service, fuck you guys. <laughs> I mean, that's the UK, so this yeah. is a little different. We could take a day. Wait, what did you say until the 1950s? 1961. Wow. Ugh. No, thank no. you. In the Soviet Union, after the founding of atheism... Founded. And kind of their whole like, I think it's all theism, mm-hmm. where it's like every religion is important. They started banning Christmas celebrations. And in the 20s, 30s, and 40s, school children were encouraged to campaign against Christmas. What? And other holidays like Easter. What the hell? That's weird. I thought you were that it started off as like an all-inclusive thing. But then well, I think it's like, because of how Christianity has like completely overtaken, like everything. overtaken and gone against other religions. It's kind of like yeah. you know what, payback maybe. I don't know. I could see that. But yeah. at the height of its prosecution in 1929, the children of Moscow were encouraged to spit on crucifixes. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> okay. I, I mean, that's a bit much. Yeah, it's, it's like a little overkill. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't I'm until... A, I'm not a religious person, but like, I'm not going to spit on a crucifix. Holy shit. I know. It's a little excessive. Yeah, that's inviting some bad mojo. Mm-hmm. It wasn't until 1991 after the dissolve of the Soviet Union. Right, right. During yeah. that time. Yep. That Christmas became a holiday once again. And the prosecution ended. And very similarly, during the Nazi regime in Germany, oh Christmas was not celebrated. No shit. Christmas was Nazified. Nazified. They took Christian themes and replaced them with racial ones. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my. Okay. <laughs> Which, like, yeah. Great. Yeah. Good stuff. Not a fan. Not (laughs) a fan. And then some Muslim countries, and I want to say this is still prominent today, potentially. Yeah. A lot of Muslim-only countries began banning Christmas, saying that it undermined Islam. Oh, And their religious practices, which when most of your country is all under the same religion, like it does kind of make sense. Sure. To be like, yeah, no, we're not, we're not doing that. We're, we're not, we're not. We're not participating. It's not our thing. So. It's not our Christmas thing. still remains a controversial holiday as it was really? throughout various parts of the world. Well, I mean, the war on Christmas, we're all familiar. Absolutely. And that is Christmas. Huzzah! We made it all Huzzah, the way to the it. present day. We did. We made it. That's quite a story. That's a long history. I can definitely see why you didn't. Yeah, like why we wouldn't have time to get into a lot of other stuff. That was 
yeah Holy it was Lord. a lot it was a lot it was a lot but we made it in the end we did it wow what do we rate our food and drink today you know if you'd asked me the first time that i tried it out earlier in the week i probably would have gone with a five i definitely mm -hmm. did not have a good ratio of uh of stuffs and uh okay. it was it was a bit much uh whatever i did this time was much better i think i added a lot more well, that's good. yeah i think i would uh i'd give the drink i think a solid eight um okay and maybe i was remembering i just had a twinkie a few days ago and i, I i'm personally i'm someone who loves coconut and so when i thought okay. about the snowballs for like a winter theme i was really excited um it's not as good as i remember because i haven't had a snowball for years uh i'll give it a i'll give it a six so the total okay. pairing total pairing i'd go with a seven uh, i think i would give the tea combination that i went oh, with i forgot it. yeah like <laughs> i'd probably give that a six i feel like good. the chocolate cherry baileys is like weak oh like so like alcohol like, like alcohol content yeah i okay, thought it would yeah. be stronger so i was kind of disappointed by that like a little bit it's good though like i flavor wise i was not disappointed but like man i wish this just had like more of a punch to it right i feel like i put like a lot in and i'm like it did nothing <laughs> for me well so then how did you go with the schnapps candy canes the schnapps candy canes that always has a quite strong. a bite yeah exactly <laughs> do have a bite to it like i <laughs> i prefer the schnapps in something and not on their own so i'm gonna give that yeah. a, like a four yeah <laughs> and the snowball i i just like had higher expectations than i think i was supposed to have with it so mm -hmm. for me that was probably more of like a five yeah like it's good i'm not gonna go out of my way to like get it if yeah. someone offered it to me i'd eat it but i'm not seeking it out it it was more of a letdown than I recall. I remembered the for some reason I remembered there being more of a coconutty sugary flavor. It it okay. really did kind of just taste like old cake. I still gave it a six though. <laughs> but I also yeah, really I also really like coconut. So there you go. Yeah, I mean I feel like if you like coconut, you're gonna like it. So not yeah. not a bad thing. I like coconut, so I do too. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, I mean, for a for a treat to be enjoyed on a I don't know what the temp is like down there, but up here it's it's freezing. You know, it's in the twenties, I think, and it's we got some snow and some harsh wind blowing. It was uh, it was a very comforting little little treat. Yeah, all of our snow is gone, and we are at like forty five degrees. Oh, you can all go to hell. I wish that was what it is here. I honestly like. I wish we had snow just because when it doesn't snow in Denver, everything just looks really brown and sad. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> like, it's not pretty. So that's, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, if anyone is interested, you can find us at uh, Gmail at peculiarpairingspod at gmail.com. You can find Ooh. us on Twitter at peculiarpairpod. And on Instagram at Peculiar Pairings Pod, feel free to uh, send us hate mail and 
and just negative things and I'll read them and cry. Yeah. Good stuff. I send mean, us suggestions and stories. Send us the things you want to hear us talk about. We want to do them for you. You can also find us on Patreon, so give us money. It's all in the description. Good. Sponsor a drink for us. We'd yeah, love to Come share on. your suggestions and ideas. Oh, yeah, you went, you went through Patreon. I was thinking like Bailey's. We've done enough. The Bailey's, please sponsor us right yeah. here, right now. I am, I'm, I'm speaking and manifesting into the void. I was going to say, you, do look, you look like you're talking to a disembodied version of I'm, I'm looking at a lamp spirit. like in the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Bailey's so, I mean, lamp, please send me sponsorship. Dear Bailey's star lamp, bring on well, to me great tidings of alcohol time of year giving and i will take well that was a that was a good long episode to to close out christmas thanks for listening everybody we'll see you next time yeah bye bye